a special breaking emergency. Just got a text message. It's not Woj, but, or the Woj NBA or Garden Faithful, whichever you'd like. But Cody McLeod was traded, Gregory. And yet, on my Wednesday night when I had other plans... Uh, and when I had shit to do, I'm here talking about Cody McLeod, a person I has been very near and dear to in the past, I don't know, two years of my life. Goodbye forever, you miserable curse word. Uh, it's the, the Predators waved him last year. The Rangers picked him up. We endured him for literally just about a full 12 months just to send him back to the Predators for pennies on the dollar but at the same time Cody McLeod's not even worth pennies on a dollar so the fact that this trade happened it just it, it tickles my heart how do you get blood from a stone is truly <laughs> my question to ask Mr. Gordon because if you go ahead and just say hey a seventh round for a guy that can help your locker room and the other guy goes yeah and do you think Gordon looked around the room and goes is this guy fucking kidding me is this guy kidding? Is this a joke? How does he say yes to this? It's like when you accidentally do a trade in a fantasy league, and you're like, okay, I'll propose for this player, but this player's, this offer's a little ridiculous. Let's see if he accidentally hits accept. And they did. That's pretty much what happened. No, you know what, you know what this trade is? This trade is our friend Griffin Rock, who always drafts Tim Tebow in our football league. Every single year? Every single year. He always takes Tebow, even though Tebow doesn't play football anymore and is an outfielder for the New York Mets. Still takes Tebow. It's tr- That's what this trade is. A tradition unlike any other. Him going back to Nashville to really get that locker room together. Now, um, maybe I'm saying bad things about Brian Boyle, and I would never do that to such an honorable man. But how mm. much better is Brian Boyle at hockey than Cody McLeod? Brian Boyle can actually play hockey uh, so significantly. Yes. So, but would you it's say like one? The number the one is infinitely larger than zero because zero isn't a number. That's Brian Boyle and that's Cody McLeod. Fair. Uh, but is Brian? Uh, I was kind of confused by the Brian Boyle acquisition also because um, it felt like we're, we're, well, you added him and then you added Cody McLeod. You've added two tough guys. That's very nice. But if I'm a Nashville fan and we're gonna have one on very soon, who was also on the podcast earlier this week, I'm kind of bummed out already because there was better options to be had. Yeah. I... Alex Doherty's jumping back on with us. He's going to be able to explain the Boyle trade a little better. Uh, I, I think it serves a purpose. I think they they paid a little bit of a higher price for it. I think it's unfair to call Brian Boyle a quote-unquote tough guy. I think he does um, gritty things on the ice that old-school hockey guys like. But at the same time, he's a, he's a solid hockey player. He helps teams bottom six. He's 100% a guy a playoff team needs. He was – pivotal to those Rangers teams that made deep runs in the playoffs. So Absolutely. I, I, I want to categorize him anywhere near where I would put Cody McLeod. I, I would say the Predators overpaid for Boyle a little bit, but I think that's an overpay you're all right with just to make sure you get your guy. Uh, we'll, we'll go deeper into the Preds. I, I do want to talk about the Rangers ramifications with Cody McLeod because there, there actually are a few. There, there are um, some things you could say, uh, right? Like, Leas should be returning. Oh, wait, nope. Nope. <laughs> no, well, no. I, I think I don't want Leas returning with this move. I, I think Leas only comes up if you trade Hayes. The problem with Leas was you weren't giving him enough time on the ice to actually do things. So what the Rangers just did is open up a fourth-line winger spot, and it's good because their fourth line is now be- going to become an actual useful line. Booney Evans is playing great hockey. The Rangers want to keep putting – 
talented or skilled wingers on the fourth line. Right now it's Jimmy VC, but we've seen Buchnevich. We've seen Hedl on that line. So David Quinn wants to make his fourth line playable. So actually having another winger on that fourth line that is decent at hockey or at least can play the sport. Can actually it, skate. Yeah, it's it's I, I'd, I'd stop short of calling it huge, but I'd say it's important for a team that's looking to develop young talent. Uh, Vinny Letary is the first guy who's going to get the call. I think part of the reason why Vinny came up today is he has experience playing in the David Quinn lineup. So he's a guy that can come straight up from Hartford without a practice and slide into the starting lineup. But that that spot, Tim Gettinger is a guy that could get some time again, another young guy who can get a taste of the NHL. Uh, Ville Meskinen has been – Hartford's been absolute dog shit this year, but Meskinen's been one of the brighter spots. Maybe that's an opening for him to get a look this year. And it's also important to remember the Rangers still have to trade other wingers. Matt Zuccarello most likely getting moved before the deadline. Vlad Nemesnikov possibly getting moved before the deadline. Future Penguin so Matt Zuccarello, more- by the way. Maybe future Islander. Islanders oh, got some scouts in the Ranger game tonight. Is that yeah, worse? It's going to be big. We got. See, you were worried about us not going to have anything to talk about on Monday. We're going to have a lot to talk about on Monday, man. I wasn't really worried. Uh, I think the next two uh, weeks will be our biggest two podcasts of the year. Yeah, but I the McLeod trade, the only thing that is truly important for the Rangers, it's just funny that they got an asset for Cody McLeod. But well, Greg, you know, the point, seem- the point I want to make real quick is, listen, it's just a seventh rounder. No seventh rounder has ever been good for any team. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, little joke there. <laughs> I see what you did there. Thanks. They're going to they're gonna draft Joel Lundquist with that seventh round pick. It's not a bad idea. Um, yeah, no, but it's it's really about opening up the roster spot. And yes, it's a fourth line wing spot. At the same time, we've seen other players graduate from the fourth line this season. I think it's important that the Rangers have an actual hockey player on that spot and not Cody McLeod. It's it's just nice being rid of McLeod and the fact that the Rangers got anything for it, kind of hilarious. Not to take you off your point, but to do exactly that. What do you think the odds were if Vegas was giving you odds that Cody McLeod would be the first Ranger traded this season? Technically, he's the second Ranger traded this season, so you would have lost that bet. Well, that's true. You're right. Never mind. I uh, bet it. Ra- first Ranger, first Ranger traded. He. I don't even think when was Cole. Um, well, Ryan Spitter. Uh, I guess I wasn't even counting Ryan Spitter. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, but I guess Cole Schneider doesn't count as a Ranger being traded either because he was never officially on the uh, pro roster. So if you want to go first rostered player traded in the year 2019 sure uh cody cody mcleod had to have been going off at plus 5,000. yeah it had to be really like low like i can't even imagine what the odds were to be because kevin hayes and zuccarello are sitting right there and we're like yeah we'll get rid of this guy for a seventh round pick now listen that's that pick legitimately probably turns into nothing but to get nothing uh to get something from nothing is really impressive no matter what you do mess my words up there and it, it could possibly turn into something. The Rangers last year in the draft or this previous draft, they had a guy in the seventh round that they liked. They identified him. So they traded a future seventh round pick to move up in that seventh round. So it, I'm not saying the guy the Rangers are going to take in the seventh round this year or next year is going to be a star. But if you like a guy at that point in the draft, you got to have assets to move. So the Rangers are just bringing in another asset that they could potentially move. But yes, it's a very not that important asset. And it's it's less the fact that the Rangers got a draft pick for Cody McLeod, and it's more the fact that they were able to rid themselves of Cody McLeod and open up a roster spot for a player who can have a 
an impact long-term with the Rangers. Now, that impact, I'm not saying, is going to be a future top six guy. But this is also a time for the Rangers to identify who the future bottom six could be. If Ville Meskinen can be a solid bottom six winger for the Rangers moving forward, and this is an opportunity for him to get some run in that role, this is a good trade. It opens up opportunity. Land of opportunity, Ryan. What this really says to me is the floodgates are open and the trades will begin to go onto a beach like a giant wave. That was a terrible metaphor, but you get what I'm saying. You struggled. You struggled. I did. It's been a struggle for me. I, like Again, I did not expect to do this podcast tonight. I was not ready. But I'm here. Who was, who was ready for a Cody McLeod trade? No one. I actually saw it, and I, I did a double take. I sat there, and I went, is this real? This can't be real. Who's retweeting I fake have... fake accounts? <laughs> Has Cody McLeod ever been traded in his entire life? That's a great question I can't answer because I don't want to Google. But I'm assuming no. I'm assuming no. All right, we want to go over Look, to Alex, or we want to just keep... Well, final final point. All right, we, we can just stay on until so Alex gets you, here, to be honest. Yeah, we can. After you and I talked about doing trade values, mm-hmm. uh, I've actually been working on an NHL trade value piece. Look at you. Uh, breaking like, news, like every Cody player? McLeod hold on. did not make the list. Wait, hold on. You're doing every player? Like, uh, not, yeah, not just yeah, Rangers? Yeah. I, I, today was the day I finished going through all 31 teams today. Are you kidding me? And I've me? identified the players. That's no, like a lot of work. I really... I, I've been very bored at work. That's like the things I do for our Dynasty Baseball League about a board. Yeah, I uh, I haven't ranked the players yet. I'm planning on ranking the players the next two days. But Can we get a yeah, little tease on, on who you teams. think would be number one? Is it McDavid? It's Nate McKinnon. I'm, Whoa! His, his con- he's 23 years old, and he's making $6.3 million over the next four or five years. It's Nate McKinnon. Hmm. Okay, I did not expect that. So this should be an interesting article. I hope everyone reads it once it's up on BlueShirtsBreakaway.com. Uh, so we're waiting for Alex now. We can continue to go, or we can just wait till he gets here. That's my, well, my, my whole point of that was to say Cody McLeod did not make my cut. Yes. Uh, I, he, was, he was not was, on my trade value was, list. Was, was anybody surprised? <laughs> did he make your honorable mentions? Uh, there is only one. I, again, I'm not, I don't want to give away too much. There's only one team that had zero players make the list. Can you guess the team? Okay, so it's not Ottawa. Ottawa it, had two. They're both on their entry-level contract. It's not Arizona, right? Because they got Keller. It's not Arizona. I think Arizona had one or two. Definitely Keller. They had at least Clayton Keller. Yeah. I can't guess the team. Detroit. Oh, boy. That team is yeah. bereft of assets. Bereft? Oh. Yeah. Oh, that, my goodness. It, it, I, it was the first team I looked at, too. And I was like, this is going to be hard to find players. And then I looked at every other team. I was like, oh, no, just Detroit. Got it, got it, got it. No, yeah, just Detroit. This is tough. All right. Uh, yeah. I... Let's, let's, toss, let's toss to Alex. How many? How, wait, before we go, how many players do the Rangers have on that trade asset list before the possibility of all the trades coming up? Two. What? <laughs> only two. Hey. Uh, I, was, I, was, I was harsh. I was harsh. The only players that made it were Mika and Kreider. Whoa, Hayes wasn't on there. I guess because he's expiring. No, I uh, I didn't. I so I excluded all players on expiring contracts. Oh, okay. You, had, you have to be you have to be under contract for next season. Yeah, because in my mind, I was like, hey, he's gonna make a top trade list somewhere, somewhere in the forties, somewhere. All right. Yeah, no. In, in my head, it has to be um, players head. under contract for the nineteen twenty season. All right. Now we'll throw to Alex. Alex, come here. Transition. Hey, we're back with Alex. I know we were gone so long. Those three seconds I said transition. Alex, welcome back to the podcast. It's been 48 hours. It, it has been the weirdest day ever for me. Uh, l- let me just let me just explain it like this. I it. had 
three, I had three terrible things happen today. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go in reverse order of how bad they were for myself personally. Tarantino so, it. I like it. All right. So <laughs> exactly. Tarantino it. So th- the, the third worst thing was I accidentally washed a $20 bill in the, in the my washing machine. Mm-hmm. Oh, and like, oh. it's un- unsalvageable. Like it's all wadded and gross. So lost $20. Okay. The second worst thing was I had to pick up my daughter from school because she got sick. Mm-hmm. And the first worst thing was the Predators traded for Cody McLeod. <laughs> first, first and foremost, Alex, uh, from all of us here at Blue Shirts Breakaway, uh, hearty congratulations on the sex. Thank you for showing off. On yeah, the for real. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, second, second, let's let's go through this whole day for you because it was a busy day for the Predators. We're going to have a lot of laughs at Cody McLeod and yours expense. But let's let's start with Brian Boyle because it was an interesting trade. I'd say everyone was a little surprised the Devils were able to get a second round pick out of it. But at the same time, I didn't hate it. Didn't hate it. He serves a big purpose. I, I, no, I don't hate it at all. Uh, I, and, and this is the, the crazy thing about David Boyle is he can do something like this. Um, I mean, it wasn't a steal by any chance. I think it's a, I think it's pretty fair. I, to be honest, I think that second round pick. For, for Brian Boyle is, is pretty fair. And by the way, this is, this, this is, it wasn't, it was, what was it two years ago that the Maple Leafs traded a second round pick and a prospect for Brian Boyle. And basically the entire hockey world was like, the Leafs are going for it. Hooray. Uh, but for some reason, when David Boyle does it, uh, it, it's like, what is he doing? So no, I, I think it's, I think it's a great trade. Um, I'm in the process of writing a story right now about uh, how, Basically, it accomplishes two things. You, I mean, anytime that you acquire one guy and who can fulfill two needs on your team at the exact same time, um, I think that's a that's a win. And a second round pick. I mean, we've had plenty of second round picks that have not gone well, and it, it's sure, certainly no no sure thing after pick thirty. So, uh, yeah, I, I I was pretty pleased. Now, what are the two things Cody McLeod does well? Um, okay. Well, he has. <laughs> So here's, grit. Here's the crazy grit, thing. Of, grit. Yeah. Grit. Yeah. He, toughness. He, he did. <laughs> he he did score a playoff goal uh, two years ago, and that people are going to remind us of that for. Or I'm sorry. Yeah, two years ago. Uh, people are going to remind us that uh, pretty much every time he plays is that he did score a playoff goal, a game-winning playoff goal. So speaking of which, Tanner Glass did the exact same thing. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, it, it, it's the Tanner Glass syndrome. It's it, it. I mean. The guy has look. I, I get the locker room thing, but at the same time, I don't get it. I I mean, I I understand that that's a hockey thing, that like people love their locker room guys, and he's just one of those one of those guys. I'm assuming that that it was the same way with the Rangers. I mean, was he was he one of the the premier? He's the the guy in the locker room everyone loves and he wants to be around. Is that is that how he was with the we, Rangers? I'm we saying. never heard of we never heard a peep about that. Um, again, we made we made the joke that he just has a very average sized penis which makes everyone feel better about how big their penis is yep rest in peace uh, but at the, at the same time you just got brian boyle how many locker room guys do you possibly need brian yeah, Boyle is like the ultimate locker room guy yeah and, and the team already has a, a pretty good locker room i mean it, it's not like there's a problem there or anything i mean they've got they've never had an issue there i, I think i think it's it was you know I, I mean so part of the news that came out today uh, david boyle's conference was that that Zach Ronaldo is out for the year. Uh, and I, that sound you hear is all of the other teams uh, applauding that news because Zach Ronaldo, everyone hates him. So, 
uh, he, he's, his season is done because he's having shoulder surgery. So, like, I guess Cody McLeod is the replacement Zach Ronaldo, which you didn't even need Zach Ronaldo. Why are you replacing him? In fact, you didn't need any of these guys that you've always find yourself signing on your team. I mean, go back to Rich Clune and Cody Bass and Cody McLeod the first time. I mean, this is just – it's what David Poyle does. Every time he, he you think that he's this hip, progressive – uh, GM that knows how to, to wheel and deal and, and get the best out of his team. He show, old hockey David Poyle shows up and does something like this. So I have, I have a couple questions. So if say you didn't trade for the god Cody McLeod, right? Who's protecting your players if someone wants to fight? A lot of them are protecting themselves. What? I mean, a lot of them can can they hold. Can, they hold can do that. For, yeah, they can do that. <laughs> they are capable. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's 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 asinine it's really it's the most it's the the narrative in hockey that will not die do you and, believe that cody yeah. mcleod was traded for because pk suban is too much of a nuisance in the locker room yeah i <laughs> that i i'm sure that that is a narrative out there i i guarantee you someone this. on facebook someone in on facebook is composing a 14 paragraph diatribe about how cody mcleod is gonna is gonna remove pk suban as a cancer in the locker room so I'll be anxious to read that one later on. Oh, it's coming. Yeah, please. It'll uh, that'll be a rumor mill around hockey Twitter somewhere. Like I don't know, it's probably happening right now. It, it probably is. Someone someone's writing it right now. Yeah, it, it like that. I mean, I, I don't know if this is necessarily a narrative in every hockey locker room. I, I we, we I would be willing to bet that most of the teams that actually win the Stanley Cup don't ice these kind of guys, but the Predators continually ice guys like. I've already mentioned Rich Clune, Cody Bass, Brian McGratton, Darcy Hordachuk, Stu Grimson in his in his later years. I mean, it's just it's so frustrating that – and even if these guys are only getting six, seven minutes of ice time, like they have a guy that did, just called up Colin Blackwell who's probably going to go back down now who's who's got some speed and some skill and showed some really good things and can actually play with the puck. Uh, he's not – he's not uh, Connor McDavid out there, but he's fine. And – and then you, all you want to do is you have someone go go punch some faces, and it's just really frustrating. I mean, the Capitals did just win the Stanley Cup with Brooks Orpik on the roster, so I guess it it is possible to win with not even net like absolute zeros, but just complete net negatives. I just it's just it's funny to me because I I don't think there's a move less significant in Rangers hockey history like signing Cody McLeod to a seven hundred thousand dollar deal that fans just universally hated so much. Uh, and then to, for Jeff Gordon to turn around and be like, no, no, I'm going to get a seventh round pick for this and it's going to work out. It, it, it yeah. just boggles the mind. Yeah. You know, it's funny you mentioned the Capitals because I think what you could make the argument that, that David Poyle, who once worked for the Capitals, uh, is basically, basically saw them go out and, and win the cup with a guy like Tom Wilson as a big part of their roster. And that he's sort of, like, he's galaxy braining this thing. And he's like, well, we need a Tom Wilson. We need a Cody McLeod again. And so, like, I mean, to, to me, that's kind of what – that that helped fuel the narrative that went into this. I mean, but the Tom, Penguins, Tom Wilson, Tom Wilson can play hockey. He's just a super yeah. fucking dirty player. Yeah, right, exactly. It, it, th- that's the problem is, for some reason, they're ignoring all of the stats with the puck and just only looking at the, the quote, edge side of, of, of Cody McLeod that – doesn't you know doesn't do anything and doesn't do anything to help you win for sure so yeah I, I guess I mean more like 
Okay, the Blackhawks won three cups. Who was who their who was their uh, real net negative face puncher? I don't know, they didn't have one. Andrew Shaw was like a uh, was a, a sandpaper guy, but he was also pretty good. So, you know, it. I don't know. I don't know where where this narrative comes comes from, other than just the ramblings of old hockey Twitter ghosts that appeared out of David Poyle's closet and said, "Go get this guy." Get the, the funny thing, the funny thing to me is a guy like JT Brown was just on waivers yesterday, a, a capable fourth line winger who is responsible defensively and does a bunch of the quote unquote gritty things that old hockey men like, and every team passed on him for the opportunity his, to give up a seventh round pick to Cody McLeod. Was his was his contract a little more? I want to say his contract was a little higher. Than, I, I than think McLeod. I think it's either it was either a, an even million or maybe a shade above a million. But we're, okay. we're talking we're talking a half million difference between him and Cody McLeod, and one yeah, of them could actually play hockey. Yeah, I well, JT Brown will be fine. Uh, I I do know that JT Brown had a pretty bad incident with Ryan Ellis one time. That might have influenced that because there was a there was a pretty pretty nasty fight one time against uh, when when the Predators played the Lightning. But I, I, having just said that, Cody McLeod just tried to fight PK Subban like a month ago. So I think it was PK, and it was. Who was it? Maybe it wasn't PK. I can't remember who it was. He tried to fight somebody after after he laid a wicked, nasty hit or something. I, I can't remember exactly. I, it kind of blocked it out. But Yeah, well, I'm going to block out everything that Cody McLeod ever did for the New York Rangers. The last, oh, that will be hard, Greg, because the answer is nothing. The last, last <laughs> thing I remember Cody McLeod doing is Saturday at the game, McLeod goes for an unnecessary hit that leads to a four-on-two break for the Lightning, and you'll never guess it, but they scored. Hmm. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, so I'm very, I'm very happy with the Brian Boyle assigning or uh, sorry, trade. I think that that's great. It's fine for a rental, but as someone pointed out, uh, David Boyle is just as likely to sign Brian Boyle to a three-year contract at $4 million a year than he is to uh, just let him walk and don't put it past him. He'll probably give him a little Mike Fisher uh, treatment and sign him to this ridiculous, like 35 and over contract. So, well, Poyle, yeah, correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but Poyle also said today on the trade call that the first round pick and Tolvanen aren't exactly knows either if the right player pops up. No, no, absolutely not. No, he's, he's well, he, he sort of said both. He said both. He said, one, I'm happy with my team if this is the team that we go into the playoffs with. But then he also said if the right, you know, he said if the, if the right trade pops up. And he's never really said that anyone's off the table. Uh, I think he's made suggestions that someone like Kevin Fiala is not on the table, but he's because he's only talked about prospects and picks. So, um, yeah. So I, I, I think that the, I was just watching uh, Elliot Friedman talk about how he thinks that they could be, they might really actually go after someone like Matthew Shane or Mark Stone. If they go after Matthew Shane though, I mean like how many centers is too many centers? They've got like five now and they could, are they really going to be the sixth one? And uh, who knows? Well, you got Cody McLeod, perfect trade chip. You You're can include now. him in any package you have moving. You're on. absolute that, slobber knocker of a team. That, that's that's not beyond the realm. What if they flip him and, and turn him into something else? What if they flip him for a six round pick? If you flip Cody just, uh, McLeod for a six round pick, I will post nudes on the internet, guaranteed. <laughs> 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 I will post them on my Twitter. There <laughs> you go, uh, Alex. Thanks so much for coming on again for the second time this week, man. 
Yeah, absolutely. We'll, uh, we'll just go ahead and schedule for next week when we make some other trade that's ridiculous with oh. the uh, with the Rangers. Uh, well, I hope you enjoy Zuccarello. I'll talk to you then, man. <laughs> All right, see ya. Peace out.